Hello, it's Nana again. I'm at the Log House, and I think this is a very good time to read you some more chapters of the book, The Adventures of Buster Bear by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter Four. Little Joe Otter supplies Buster Bear with breakfast. Getting even just for spite doesn't always pay. Fact is, it is very apt to work the other way. That is just how it came about that little Joe Otter furnished Buster Bear with the best breakfast he had had for a long time. He didn't mean to do it. Oh my, no. The truth is, he thought all the time that he was preventing Buster Bear from getting a breakfast. You see, he wasn't well enough acquainted with Buster to know that Buster is quite as smart as he is, and perhaps a little smarter. Spite and selfishness were at the bottom of it. You see, Little Joe and Billy Mink had had all the fishing in the Laughing Brook to themselves for so long that they thought no one else had any right to fish there. To be sure, Bobby Coon caught a few little fish every now and then. They didn't mind Bobby. Farmer Brown's boy fished there too sometimes, and this always made little Joe and Billy Mink very angry. But they were so afraid of him that they didn't dare to do anything about it. But when they discovered that Buster Bear was a fisherman, they made up their minds that something had got to be done. At least little Joe did. He'll try it again tomorrow morning, said little Joe. I'll keep watch, and as soon as I see him coming, I'll drive out all the fish, just as I did today. I guess that'll teach him to let our fish alone. So the next day, little Joe hid before daylight close by the little pool where Buster Bear had given him such a fright. Sure enough, just as the jolly sunbeams began to creep through the green forest, he saw Buster Bear coming straight over to the little pool. Little Joe slipped into the water and chased all the fish out of the little pool and stirred up the mud in the bottom so the water was so muddy that the bottom couldn't be seen at all. Then he hurried down to the next little pool and did the same thing. Now, Buster Bear is very smart. You know, he had guessed the day before who had spoiled his fishing. So this morning, he only went far enough to make sure that if Little Joe were watching him, watching for him as he was sure he would be, he would see him coming. Then, instead of keeping on to the little pool, he hurried to a place way down the Laughing Brook, where the water was very shallow, hardly over his feet, and there he sat chuckling to himself. Things happened just as he expected. The frightened fish, little Joe, chased out of the little pools up above, swam down the Laughing Brook because, you know, little Joe was behind them and there was nowhere else for them to go. When they came to the place where Buster was waiting, all he had to do was scoop them out onto the bank. <laughs> it was great fun. It didn't take Buster long to catch all the fish he could eat. Then he saved a nice fat trout and waited. By and by, along came Little Joe Otter. 
chuckling to think how he had spoiled Buster Bear's fishing. He was so intent on looking behind him to see if Buster was coming that he didn't see Buster waiting there until he spoke. Why, I'm much obliged for the fine breakfast you've given me, said Buster in his deepest, most grumbly, rumbly voice. I've saved a nice trout for you to make up for the one I ate yesterday. I, I hope we'll go fishing together often. Then he went off laughing and laughing. Little Joe couldn't find a word to say. He was so surprised and angry that he went off by himself and sulked. Billy Mink, who had been watching, ate the nice fat trout. Chapter 5 Grandfather Frog's Common Sense There is nothing quite like common sense to smooth out troubles. People who have plenty of just plain common sense are often thought to be very wise. Their neighbors look up to them and are forever running to them for advice, and they are very much respected. That is the way with Grandfather Frog. He is very old and very wise. Anyway, that is what his neighbors think. The truth is, he simply has a lot of common sense, which, after all, is the very best kind of wisdom. Now, when Little Joe Otter found that Buster Bear had been too smart for him and that in instead of spoiling Buster's fishing in the Laughing Brook, he had really made it easier for Buster to catch all the fish he wanted, Little Joe went off down to the Smiling Pool in a great rage. Billy Mink stopped long enough to eat the fat, fat fish Buster had left on the bank and then he too went down to the Smiling Pool. When Little Joe Otter and Billy Mink reached the Smiling Pool, they climbed up on the big rock, and there Little Joe sulked and sulked, until finally Grandfather Frog asked what the matter was. Little Joe wouldn't tell, but, Mil but Billy Mink told the whole story. When he told how Buster had been too smart for Little Joe, it, it tickled him so that Billy had to laugh in spite of himself. So did Grandfather Frog. So did Jerry Muskrat, who had been listening. Of course, this made Little Joe angrier than ever. He said a lot of unkind things about Buster Bear and about Billy Mink and Grandfather Frog and Jerry Muskrat because they had laughed at the smartness of Buster. He, he, he's nothing but a great big bully and thief declared Little Joe. Chug a rum. He, he may be a bully because great big people are sometimes apt to be bullies and though I haven't seen him I guess Buster Bear is big enough from what all I've heard but I don't I don't see how he is a thief said Grandfather Frog. Didn't didn't he catch my fish and eat them snapped Little Joe. D doesn't that make him a thief? They were no more your fish than mine, protested Billy Mink. Well, well, our fish then. He stole our fish, if you like that any better. That makes him just as much a thief, doesn't it? Growled Little Joe. 
Grandfather Frog looked up at jolly, round, red, bright Mr. Sun and slowly winked one of his great googly eyes. Here comes a foolish green fly, said he. Who does he belong to? Nobody, snapped little Joe. What, what have foolish green flies got to do with my, I, I mean, our fish? Oh, nothing, nothing at all replied Grandfather Frog mildly. I, I was just hoping that he would come near enough for me to snap him up. Then he would belong to me. As long as he doesn't, he, he doesn't belong to anyone. I suppose that if Buster Bear should happen along and catch him, he would be stealing from me, according to Little Joe. Of course not. What a silly idea. You're getting foolish in your old age, retorted Little Joe. Can, can you tell me the difference between the fish that you haven't caught and the foolish green flies that I haven't caught? Asked Grandfather Frog. Little Joe couldn't find a word to say. You take my advice, little Joe Otter, continued Grandfather Frog, and I'll always make friends with those who are bigger and stronger and smarter than you are. You'll find it pays. Chapter 6 Little Joe Otter Takes Grandfather Frog's Advice Who Makes an Enemy a Friend? To fear and worry puts an end. Little Joe Otter found that out when he took Grandfather Frog's advice. He wouldn't have admitted that he was afraid of Buster Bear. No one ever likes to admit being afraid, least of all Little Joe Otter. And, and really, Little Joe has a great deal of courage. Very few of the little people of the Green Forest or the Green Meadows would willing to, willingly quarrel with him, for Little Joe is a great fighter when he has to fight. And as for all those who live in or along the Laughing Brook or the Smiling Pool, they let Little Joe have his own way in everything. Now, having one's own way too much is a bad thing. It's apt to make one selfish and thoughtless of other people and very hard to get along with. Little Joe Otter had his way too much. Grandfather Frog knew it and shook his head very soberly when Little Joe had been disrespectful to him. Too bad, too bad, too bad, tog a rum. It's too bad that such a fine young fellow as Little Joe should spoil a good disposition by such selfish heedlessness. Too bad, said he. So, though he didn't let on that it was so, Grandfather Frog really was delighted when he heard how Buster Bear had been too smart for Little Joe Otter. It tickled him so that he had had hard work to keep a straight face, but he did and was as grave and solemn as you please as he advised Little Joe always to make friends with anyone who is bigger and stronger and smarter than he. That is good common sense. But Little Joe just sniffed and went off declaring that he would get even with Buster Bear yet. Now, Little Joe 
is good-natured and full of fun, as a rule. And after he had reached home and his temper had cooled off a little, he began to see the joke on himself. How when he had worked so hard to frighten the fish in the little pools of the laughing brook so that Buster Bear should not catch any, he had been all the time driving them right into Buster's paws. By and by, he grinned. It was a little sheepish grin at first, but at last it grew into a laugh. <laughs> oh, I believe, said Little Joe, as he wiped tears of laughter from his eyes, that Grandfather Frog is right, and that the best thing I can do is make friends with Buster Bear. I'll try it tomorrow morning. So very early the next morning, Little Joe Otter went to the best fishing pool he knew of in the Laughing Brook, and there he caught the biggest trout he could find. It was so big and fat, it made Little Joe's mouth water, for you know, fat trout are his favorite food. But he didn't take so much as one bite. Instead, he carefully laid it on an old log where Buster Bear would be sure to see it if he should come along that way. Then he hid nearby where he could watch. Buster was late that morning. It seemed to little Joe that he would never come. <laughs> Once he nearly lost the fish. He had turned his head for just a minute, and when he looked back again, the trout was nowhere to be seen. Buster couldn't have stolen up and taken it because such a big fellow couldn't have possibly gotten out of sight so fast. Little Joe darted over to the log and looked on the other side. There was the fat trout and there was little Joe's smallest cousin, Shadow the Weasel, who was a great thief and altogether bad. Little Joe sprang at him angrily, but Shadow was too quick and darted away. Little Joe put the fish back on the log and waited. This time he didn't take his eyes off it. At last, when he was almost ready to give up, he saw Buster Bear shuffling along towards the Laughing Brook. Suddenly, Buster stopped and sniffed. One of the Merry Little Breezes had carried the scent of that fat trout over to him. Then he came straight over to where the fish lay, his nose wrinkling and his eyes twinkling with pleasure. Now, I wonder who was so thoughtful as to leave this fine breakfast ready for me, he said out loud. Me, said Little Joe in a rather faint voice. I caught it, especially for you. Thank you said Buster, and his eyes twinkled more than ever. I think we are going to be friends. I, I, I hope so, said, replied Little Joe. 